America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 33. Hi, day 33. Americans trapped behind enemy lines. Uh, how many? We don't have an exact number. Daryl Issa says uh, about 500 in his mind. Uh, and now hostages to the Taliban and things are ratcheting up dramatically even as we speak. Uh, we have a lot of information to uh, get to you on that. Uh, big battles over the budget. We'll hit that today. We've got a lot on the Biden mandates on the vaccine and, and people's reaction to it. The first lawsuit has been filed. It's by the Attorney General of Arizona, Bernovich. He'll join us today. Uh, U.S. Senator, also an MD, uh, Roger Marshall, will talk about General Milley. We'll get back into that uh, issue in the course of the program. Uh, all of us before the show were talking about this young missing woman from Long Island. Uh, Gabby Petito is her name and was on this cross country trip with a boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. Uh, he was the last person apparently that had contact with her. They were apparently having some conflict while they were out on this trip. And at one point, Utah police had to weigh in. Uh, he drives home and now he's lawyered up. And he's not even talking to the family of this missing young girl who's 22 years old uh, about and he's the only person that would have any information in terms of where she was last seen. So, you know, to give the family some help and some support, uh, we'll get into that later in the show. It's a heartbreaking story. And uh, there's so much I, I don't I can't I can't wrap my arms around that. Uh, we begin in Afghanistan, the very professional the 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 you know Taliban business like Taliban uh we now have a BBC report that they're now conducting public executions in broad daylight the very professional and the very business like Taliban are now executing people in public in broad daylight from the BBC the Taliban reportedly executing Afghans in the streets hanging their bodies while shooting at their bodies disturbing video shows moment when some people allegedly civilians being detained by the taliban forced into trunks of two cars at least 20 civilians have died in the panchir valley now the only reason that's where the resistance was that's where the chartered flights were trying to get americans and afghan allies out of uh northern afghanistan this is where the resistance was at um at that uh, airport in northern afghanistan and they've been unable to do it. The reason that the resistance has been defeated is because Joe gave them the latest, greatest, most advanced military equipment on the face of the earth. And that then allowed the Taliban to pretty much run over the resistance that otherwise would have had the ability to take the fight to them. Or if Joe had any insight while the Taliban was on the march all the way through the, the spring and early summer, and taken over 60-70% of the country, he could have given that military equipment to the opposition that wanted freedom in the in the Pangir Valley, but they didn't do that. But 20 people now that we can confirm dead, executed in broad daylight, images of it taken on the side of a dusty road show a man in military gear surrounded by the Taliban. Shots heard, he falls to the ground. That's just one story. Now we have, and the New York Post put out a story, the Taliban is now beheading young children. Uh, get this, 82nd Airborne Vet working to rescue Americans behind enemy lines. These guys are phenomenal. We have Navy SEALs behind enemy lines. 
last night, Ronnie Jackson introduced us to this young woman, this woman, Miriam, and her and her children were saved. They were turned away repeatedly with a U.S. passport at at Karzai International Airport. She had a gun pointed at her head. And she tried. She made her way north to Mazari Sharif Airport. That's the one where the chartered flight was. That was plan B. That plan fell apart, too, because they weren't letting the charters take off. The Taliban was stopping it. You know, the business-like and professional Taliban. I, I've always got to remind everybody, because that's what Joe and Jen Psaki tell us. Then they went to Plan C, and Plan C was to get them the hell out of the country into a third country, and they actually walked their way and made it to freedom, and that's only four people. The efforts, the her heroism, these stories will be coming out in great detail, and I, I know people, and I'm getting daily updates from people that, that know exactly what's going on. You know, we had this idiot secretary of state admitting this week that thousands of Americans with green or, and, and people with green cards, they're allowed in our country legally. Actually vetted. They're, they're not. There's thousands of them that they abandoned. The State Department we pulled every lever available to get Americans out of Afghanistan, but we're still not getting everyone we want out. You think? That's sort of like, you note. Know, you may want to make your way to the airport. We can't guarantee your safety to the airport because we were too stupid when we had control of the airport, the perimeter and all of Kabul. And the Taliban was on the march 100 miles south of us to speed up the withdrawal. So every American would have gotten out safely. Every family member would have gotten out safely. Every Afghan ally would have gotten out safely. And we wouldn't have left 80 billion dollars in military equipment behind. We could have gotten all that out safely. You know, you talk about zero accountability. The Afghan killed by the, the drone, it turns out, was an aid worker. And apparently seven children were killed. They claimed it was an ISIS-K guy about to commit an act of terror at the airport. The Taliban just received the largest international weapons transfer in 50 years. Economic statistics rarely deepen a sense of drama. But with the Taliban's American-made M4 assault rifles... That costs more per year per capita uh, in the output in Afghanistan. The Taliban now cruise in some of the 4,700 up-armored Humvees that literally Joe Biden left for them. 20,000 Humvees would cost the whole country's annual GDP. You talk about the arms transfer that occurred that Joe Biden left behind. I mean, literally... As he surrendered and abandoned Americans, you know, relative to, to the size of the entire country's economy, it's the largest transfer of weapons the world has ever witnessed. French troops apparently did kill a real ISIS leader who had a $5 million bounty on his head for masterminding the killing of four U.S. Special Forces troops in North Africa in an ambush. All right, some good news. Thank you to the French. They got their people out. Australia got their people out. The Brits got all but 150 people out, and they were pissed off they couldn't get the final people out because they were sending uh, special ops forces behind enemy lines while we were doing nothing. A former Pennsylvania senator now is behind these Make the Taliban Great billboards that are popping up everywhere across Pennsylvania, renting out a dozen billboards at a cost of about 15 grand. It shows a picture of Biden dressed in Taliban garb holding a rocket propelled grenade and it says making the taliban great again wow well is it is there some truth behind that 
because none of this was necessary. And had they followed the Trump plan, we would still have Bagram and we would have obliterated the Taliban once they made one step of taking over any geography in Afghanistan. And we have Joe Biden, you know, you can't even mention the prime minister of Australia's name. That fellow, uh, the, the fellow over there from down uh, under, the fellow over there. Thank you, Boris. And, uh, thank you, Boris. And I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. That fellow thank down you under. very much, pal. That would be the prime minister, Scott Morrison, the guy from down under. It's so humiliating having this, this weak, frail, cognitive mess as a president. You know, for a visa to leave Afghanistan... Go to the U.S. Embassy in a neighboring country. This is what our stupid State Department just sent out. You know, Reader says the senator's office helping him get through the employees of the get through to the U.S. State Department. The U.S. State Department is saying, if you want a visa to leave Afghanistan, please go to a U.S. Embassy in a neighboring country. How in God's name do you think they're going to get there? Are they going to walk? Are they just going to say, I need to go to the embassy, but I but I don't have my passport? One USA Today piece, you can see cha- the changes. Afghan women go from wearing suits to wearing burqas in one month. Not only burqas, they're fully, completely covered. And now there's segregation in schools, and it's only a matter of time. U.S. volunteer claims Taliban beheaded boys ages 9 and 10. Wow. Afghan Central Bank's $10 billion in reserves remains off limits to the Taliban. But don't worry, the U.N. is coming in with a billion dollars, including $64 million from the United States. I would say until they release every American, any monies they send would be called ransom. And that's what it's now coming down to. You know, it's so, so sad and also preventable. And, you know, this is the state of our country right now. If you want a visa, just go, yeah, go go to a foreign country. Okay, that's really going to work. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that, Joe. We'll get right on that. It's un- unreal. Um, we have also in the, in the making here, there's a lot of economic news we haven't been hitting because of all the other news that with Millie, and we're going to get back to Millie here in a second. Biden's inflation pay cut hit low-income workers the hardest. This was in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, the very opposite of what liberals promise us and socialists promise us. For the lowest earning tier of workers, real wages pay adjusted for inflation fell a full half a percent in August from a year earlier, according to data from the Atlanta Fed and Labor Department. That's a 6% pay cut on an annualized basis. That contrasts with the 2.1% annual wage growth in the two years before the pandemic when Donald Trump was president. Lower-income households are being hit hard by higher food prices, higher energy prices, higher shelter costs. And by the way, when they raise taxes on corporations and raise the capital gains tax and raise the income tax, uh, in spite of all the rhetoric, tax the rich, tax the rich, Americans, yeah, you're going to pay the price in the cost of every single item you buy. Begging OPEC now to increase production because Joe ended energy independence. You know, 40 plus uh, tax increases, $3 trillion they're planning in new taxes. Uh, yeah, now they want to, they want to tax my, my, my vaping. They want to tax 
my jewel for crying out loud. Gee, I should. I know they really care about my my health. You know, you know who makes the most money from a pack of cigarettes? The government makes the most. They don't have to do a damn thing. Oh, it's for your it's for health benefits. Uh, uh, for you know, so we're doing it for your own good. So to take away the incentive. If you're a nicotine addict, you, I'm telling you right now, you're going to do whatever you need to do to get your nicotine, unless you quit. But short of that, the, the, the cost of the pack of cigarettes is not going to stop people from from smoking. It just doesn't work. It's so stupid. I mean, you know, we've tried every bit of this this socialism, new green dealism. It never works. And it's all being packaged around one big massive lie. It's to save the world from global warming, climate change. The science is real. We have 12 years left, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez says. Well, that was two years ago. If we have 10 years left, let's have a big block party, make it nationwide, and we'll go out, you know, celebrating. Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So I know everybody, even though Biden's inflation, do you, do you not understand that corporations don't pay taxes? You understand when you raise the capital gains tax, people will, are less likely to invest? Do you understand when, when our taxes are higher than the communist Chinese, that we're way off course, and this, this worldwide you know minimum tax that they're pushing... And do you understand that not being energy independent is costing all of us a fortune, another hidden tax? Corporations, they're not going to pay the tax. What they'll do is they'll charge more for the goods and services that you you that they provide to people. When you buy groceries at your store and it costs uh, more to deliver them to the store, you're going to pay the increase in the price. Oscar Mayer, and I like their thick-cut bacon, Used to be about five fifty six bucks. Now it's eight bucks. Okay, Hannity, stop whining. You can afford it. You're right. I can afford it, and I'm still buying it. But I'm just saying. You know what? You add up two dollars here, ten dollars here, another ten, twelve, fourteen dollars to fill up your tank, uh, and another thirty, forty dollars a month to heat your home, cool your home. Maybe it's a hundred bucks a month. Maybe it's more, depending where you live, and then to cool your home in the summer. And that's another, you know, $1,000 over the summer, maybe 2000 maybe three. Everything costs more. And this, this, this is the fallacy of the, Democratic, of, of the Democrats. New York City residents, when you factor in federal income taxes, state income taxes, city income taxes, property taxes, sale taxes, and it doesn't even include all the hidden taxes because they're those two. It's over 61 cents, 61.2 cents of every dollar. And, and then, by, by the way, and then after you pay the tax, um, when you die, New York City, New York State takes another 10%. I think the city even takes a bite. While the federal government takes 40% of your estate. And Bernie Sanders wants it to be 70% of your estate. Well, what if you want to give it to charity or your children or other your grandchildren one day? Oh, you can't do that. These are ill-gotten gains. What do you mean ill-gotten gains? I don't know people that are criminals. I know people that work their asses off. Everybody I know that's successful, they work their ass off 12, 14, 16 hours a day. That's the only way I know how to make money.
All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. One, A few more things. Jobless claims now jumped, quote, unexpectedly. There's nothing unexpected with Biden's economy at this point. Uh, as COVID deaths soar on Joe Biden's watch. Remember, 300% increase in cases from last year. Uh, he was elected, what, 10 months ago, I guess, on the promise to conquer COVID. Day one of his presidency, he had the vaccine, he had, let's see, therapeutics like the the monoclonal antibodies like Regeneron, he had it all. Because Biden wasn't physically capable of leading. I mean, you, you look at all of this together. You look at Biden in Afghanistan. You look at Biden in energy. You look at Biden in the borders. You look at Biden in inflation. Biden on COVID. You na- what has he done that's so good? Because he's not capable of leading anything, and his views are literally, whoever the puppeteers are, behind the scenes pulling the strings, it's the radical, hard, new Green Deal left, and that's all we're getting. And I doubt Joe is reading you know, the bills uh, in terms of the $3 trillion tax increase and taxes, everything, just reads his speech. I was looking at him today, and I'm like, I feel like I'm looking at a zombie. And his eyes get super wide open and he starts yelling and lecturing. And now he's having coughing fits like Hillary used to have coughing fits. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe if you're lying, you tell your cough. Huh? Just by the way, we're joking. Not that it might be true. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever. Just playing around here. Um, Comrade de Blasio, this is what they're doing in New York. His latest plan to crack down on the crime in New York. Remember, they cut a, a, a billion dollars from the police department. A billion dollars. Crime is soaring. So his his now his desire in the last six months of him, him being mayor, and I hopefully Curtis Sliwa can make a run at this, um, is $37 million, million taxpayer dollars for green jobs for 1,500 young people from poor uh, neighborhoods. 1,500 jobs is a whole lot when you consider the violence in the city is done by a few thousand people out of 8.8 million. He claimed while announcing the plan. So, you know, the his his plan to stop the violence in New York are new Green Deal jobs, 37 million, 1,500 young people from poor neighborhoods. That's going to stop crime? Okay. How about you hire the police you fired back? Or, the, or, or try to get a, a police force. Why don't you bring back stop and frisk that worked and saved lives? You have a Democratic slideshow. Guess what? Included in their bill, included in their bill, the, the 10,000 pages that they even admitted, well, we don't we don't want to show people all the tax increases and everything that's in it because it gives opposition uh, time to organize and, and mount a, an effort against it. But we now see that they're including one hundred and five billion dollars. That is a amnesty proposal for illegal immigrants. One hundred and five billion Biden's export-import bank nominee apparently advises the Chinese government on access to the U.S. government. You can't make this up. You really can't. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. By the way, there's a fact check. Hunter Biden is under federal investigation over taxes. We've already known that. Hunter Biden emails show four hundred grand unreported income from Burisma. That was on foxnews.com. Um, you know, we, we don't have much more than 10 years to stop climate change. 
Climate change is now the name that they use to push socialism. $5 trillion in spending. Everything's free. Human infrastructure. We don't have old infrastructure. We have human infrastructure. That means free child care, free early education, pre-K education, free college, free government healthy food, more Obamacare, which failed. You know, guaranteed retirement, guaranteed government wage, guaranteed government job, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. The same people that that can't keep cities safe and secure. The same people that can't educate our kids. In New York, they're spending close to 50 grand a year per student, we find out this week. And they the schools suck with some of the worst scores around the country in the world. And we're spending a fortune. Give the parents the check. Let them go shop and find a school that actually educates their kids. Biden argues spending billions on the new Green Deal to save a generation. What, by by providing daycare? How does that save the environment? How does free college save the environment? How does, how does you know, government-guaranteed, you know, health, healthy food save the environment? I mean, it's insanity. And people buy into it. Oh, and it's only for people that make 400000 or more a year. No, it's actually, that would be a couple. It's $200,000 a year or more. And all of the inflation, all of the higher costs associated with Joe giving up energy independence and begging OPEC and approving Putin's pipeline while simultaneously abandoning America's pipeline and the high-paying career jobs with it, it's unbelievable. So I'm paying very close attention to General Milley in the situation. Now, I've said, and I will repeat, we need immediately a commission. Immediately. These charges are so severe. If it turns out that it's either these charges by Woodward and Costa are true, if true, would make Milley a traitor, or they're lying. There's no middle ground here, but we need a commission. In the interim, because of the seriousness of the charges, now I believe in due process, benefit of the doubt, innocent until proven guilty, but because it's such a severe charge, General Milley needs to be on administrative leave pending the results of this investigation. You want to talk about a real in- insurrection in America. You want to talk about undermining constitutional order, direct contact with the enemy, uh, uh, abandoning the chain of command. Now, we had on John Ratcliffe, former director of national intelligence last night. We had on Secretary Pompeo. He said the part written in the book about him, he had no recollection of at all. That he said, yeah, we're all down a little bit after the election. I didn't see this side of Trump that whatever side he's describing, I didn't see it ever. And I talked to people day in and day out at the White House. Uh, My sources that I will never reveal, being a member of the press and the media, and uh, not one of them ever mentioned that to me at all. Now, anyway, so if you look at the statement of Millie, he gives, okay, are these really denials? The chairman of the Joint Chief Chiefs regularly communicates with chiefs of defense across the world, including Russia and China. Okay, he calls his calls with the Chinese and others in October and January were in keeping with these duties and responsibilities, conveying reassurance in order to maintain strategic stability. Also in keeping with his responsibilities as senior advisor to the president and secretary of defense, which is the real chain of command, General Milley frequently conducts meetings with uniform leaders across the services to ensure all leaders are aware of current issues. Does he always make them 
look him in the eye. Do you understand? And what sounds like a loyalty test, a loyalty oath even. General Milley continues to act and advise with, within his authority and the lawful tradition of civilian control of the military. Okay, pay attention to those denials because they're not really denials. You know, if you really, if, if he's, there's a ton of qualifiers in here. You know, it, it all depends what the meaning of the word is, is, right? You know, was he, did he not, why didn't he just stay flatly? Because we had the Director of National Intelligence and the Defense, Acting Defense Secretary said, nope, I never, we never ordered any of these calls to be made. We, we never were, he never conferred it with us on any of this. He never conferenced with us. He never identified any of this to us. But noted, where's the reassurance that he did follow the proper chain of command? Why do you say, I talked to so-and-so. I followed the chain of command. This is who else I talked to. This is who I briefed after. And he doesn't claim that he didn't tell the Chinese that Woodward, what Woodward said, he told the Chinese, uh, if, we, if we're going to attack you, I'll give you a warning. Well, that's the enemy of the United States. Nobody elected Mark Milley. We have one commander-in-chief, and that's the president. You know, if and what's Nancy Pelosi's role in this? We got to get to the bottom of every single bit of this because it all matters. The report is, is that Milley makes two secret phone calls to a Chinese official during Trump's final months to assure them that the United States was not planning an attack. And then, quote, in the book's account, Milley went so far as to pledge he would alert his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack. That would not be his decision in the chain of command. That's how serious these allegations are. Now, Woodward and Costa put out a statement last night. They stand by their reporting. Millie tells his Chinese counterpart, we've known each other for a long time, over for over five years now. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. Let me repeat If We're going to attack. I'll call you ahead of time. Now, again, it comes down to they said versus he said, because the director of national intelligence and the secretary of defense and the chain of command, you go, you start with the commander in chief, you go to the, the secretary of defense. That's the chain of command and to the military leaders. I don't, they, they have no recollection at all. None of them of directing Milley to do any of this, which means he acted on his own. He never denied that he didn't say this, these exact words. Now, there are transcripts, and this is where we need to get to the bottom of all of this. You know, the book alleging that the general sought to undermine the president's nuclear powers. Gets a phone call from Nancy Pelosi, who hates Donald Trump, demanding the nuclear football be taken away from the president. General Milley summoning his, his senior officers, informing them that he... He must be involved in any decision to launch the nuclear weapons. No, we only have one elected commander in chief. And then looking at them in the eye saying, I must be involved. You must come through me. Looking him each in the eye, Millie asked every officer to affirm that they had understood the, what the author's right and what he considered an oath to him. Their oath is to the country and the Constitution. Was General Milley colluding with Nancy Pelosi to usurp the constitutional powers of the president? We need an immediate investigation. 
And I know all you Republicans are speaking out about this. And you're all outraged about this. Okay, that's all fine and good. Because the act, Trump's Secretary of Defense at the time says he did not authorize Milley. And says he should resign. John Ratcliffe, Director of National Intelligence. He didn't authorize Milley. You know, Democrats, you know, anyway, even Vindman, the hero, retired Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman said he should resign. Pelosi asking the military to limit Trump's nuclear powered. Uh, that would be an offense of insurrection of our favorite word for crying out loud. Now you have more people, Marco Rubio, others saying all truth. He needs to go. But it's worse than that. We're talking about alleged treachery. Again, if it's true, I'm, I believe in due process, presumption of innocence. But we need an answer. And in the interim, while this commission is formed and investigating, he needs administrative leave immediately pending the results of that investigation. It's that serious. To limit the president's ability to conspire with Nancy Pelosi, to limit his ability as president defined by the Constitution to launch a nuclear weapon, that would be the very definition of insurrection. We have one commander-in-chief constitutionally. The Constitution authorizes the president alone with the power and authority over our military. There's no constitutional authority granted to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and certainly not Nancy Pelosi, except that after Mike Pence, she'd be next in line to be president. Our republic is designed to prevent military and political coups, which is what this sounds like to me, if it turns out to be true. That's why civilian leadership, a duly elected president, is the commander-in-chief in charge of the military. This is a constitutional crisis of the highest order. This commission must be formed, and in the interim... He needs to be put on administrative leave. And we, you know, we need to see the transcripts of the call with Milley and his Chinese counterpart, his calls with Nancy Pelosi. We need all of this evidence and we need it yesterday. Now, according to Woodward, they, they have meeting notes, emails, letters, other documents. And more importantly, they have transcripts surrounding this, these phone calls. We need those released to the public immediately. Now, if Woodward and, and Costa are lying in the Washington. They're going to own he'll General Milley will own the Washington Post and probably half of Amazon in a massive defamation suit. For his sake, he deserves his good name cleared if he's innocent.